made for memories podcast in three two one oh right i have to play the song one second yeah Welcome to the Made for Memories podcast, where we explore the sport and business of fishing and the great outdoors in Canada. Presented by Len Thompson and Northern King Lures. Here are your hosts, brother and sister duo, Brad Pallister and Jessica pallister Dew. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Made for Memories podcast. Today, we welcome the wonderful Adam Gamble. Hi, Adam. How are you? We're doing well, thanks. How are you doing today? Oh, very good. Happy to be here. Adam is an avid Albertan angler known for posting monster fish on his Instagram profile, Adam underscore Gamble underscore outdoors. What you may not know is that Adam is a full-time firefighter for the city of Edmonton who last year opened his own guiding business, Adam's Angling Adventures. We are lucky enough to join Adam last year for a day trip to Wobbleman Lake, where we can endorse that he was the most gracious host who kept us comfortable, entertained, and as a bonus, can make a mean sandwich. A mean sandwich, indeed. So Adam, let's just get started by... um, What's your secret to a mean sandwich? Uh, toasted bread, definitely key. Dijon mustard. Most people don't like it, but uh, if you have the right amount on there, perfect. Fresh buns. It was. They were delightful. Yeah. Made with love. Made with love, indeed. And Dijon mustard. And Dijon mustard. Lots of practice. Uh, lots of practice cooking at the fire hall helps too. Right. You were telling us about this, that you all kind of go in on groceries and then you take term like turns. We do indeed. Uh, so every four shifts, somebody else typically cooks the meals, uh, plans out your meals and picks up all the groceries. So, yeah. So on record um, for all of your co-fire people, who is the worst <laughs> chef? <laughs> uh there is uh currently someone at uh station i work with that uh burns chicken a lot burns chicken a lot huh. they're having a conversation with him yesterday about some meals so it's quite funny uh-huh i imagine that there's a little bit of competition on who can make the meanest sandwich and best oh, chicken yes. And... oh yes there's a lot of fantastic chefs on the job uh-huh well it shows how many uh, of your coworkers are into angling? Ah, uh, quite a few actually. And whether angling or the outdoors in general, a lot of them do have uh, outdoor activities. There's quite a few firefighters I fish with. I just went on a five-day trip actually up north with a coworker of mine. Uh, we've been on the job together about ten years. Haven't really spent much time outside of work together, but uh, have just. Unreal trip together, super fun, caught a few big fish, even though fishing was slow, a lot of fun. Fantastic. Nice. So one of the reasons that you decided to get into guiding is because your schedule allows it. So talk to us about why you decided to open up your own guiding business. Well, um, I always like being busy. I'm not someone to sit around and uh, just relax by any stretch of the imagination. 
Uh, so on my days off, uh, I've always gone fishing, enjoyed fishing, and uh, I've liked to take people out for many years. Um, I was invited to go up to guide at Lac Lamar Lodge in the summer of 2019, which is up in the Northwest Territories. And uh, that was an absolutely incredible experience. I was up there for five weeks, um, was able to meet a lot of super cool uh, clients, uh, made a lot of friends up there with the other guides and uh, lodge owners and stuff. And after that experience, when I came home, I wanted to offer an experience similar to that to anglers here in Alberta, whether beginner or seasoned veterans. Um, uh, over the course of the last year since starting operation, it's been fantastic getting uh, inexperienced anglers out. I had, I had a group last year, two of them were from Sri Lanka and one was from, uh, I can't remember off the top of my head right now, but never, never held a fishing rod. And uh, by the end of the day, they're making casts, catching fish and having fun and being able to educate them on proper fish handling techniques, catch and release, um, and just the ethics involved with fishing. Um, what it's, it's a very rewarding experience. So you're, you started it from scratch, correct? You didn't buy another. So then what would be the biggest challenge that you encountered, uh, like from the time that you decided I'm going to be a guide to the time that you started? Um, I don't want to say advertising so much, but uh, just having people understand that I do offer something a little bit different than your typical guide. I have been out on uh, a lot of guided trips in the past and you're usually using their own fishing rods. Um, older tackle, this, that, things aren't well kept. Um, I'm very particular about what I offer my clients. It'll be, it's always going to be the best of the best um, service and uh, products used. Um, biggest challenge is, hmm, it hasn't really been any big, big challenges to tell you the truth. It's just been a lot of fun. <laughs> I was, I, I know when you took us out, I was, uh, I think your biggest challenge was the weather that day. It was, it was indeed. And you know, uh, saying that the weather, uh, the weather does play a huge factor. I was extremely lucky last year. I believe that might've been the only trip where we had, uh, inclement weather, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that makes sense with my luck. So yeah. Yeah. I have a theory that the fishing gods, know what I do for a living and they choose to punish me in any way they can. I can attest to that because uh, it was a tough day of fishing for sure. Well, the, it was a great day of fishing. It was just the, the, uh, the, waves, the waves were interesting. <laughs> so Brad, Brad and I don't fish together pretty much ever. We always seem to be doing our own things. So we're so excited to go out that day. And now I don't know if I ever want to really go fishing with him again, because his reputation is preceding him. And I do. Okay. When you're not around. Yeah. I told you. I, I still won that day. Didn't I? I don't recall that. I think I caught the most that day. 
No, I don't recall that. I think I caught more than all three of the gentlemen Everybody on this. Else <laughs> I, don't, I do Adam, not recall that. can you that. endorse this? You were there. I uh, I believe uh, this may have happened, yes. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've, I remember it differently. Hmm. Perception is reality, I suppose. Uh-huh. Anywho. <laughs> so, uh, Adam, one of the other things that I wanted to ask you, uh, you obviously are saying that you're having a great time doing it, but uh, what's the biggest joy? What's the, the, the best part? I love taking kids out. That is something that uh, last year I had the opportunity to do lots, whether it was for birthdays or grandparents wanting to take their grandkids out. And just seeing the happiness that fishing creates in children, um, as well as the family around them, like uh, I had a I had a young boy last year that met us out on the dock with his grandmother, and uh, he told his grandma, "Grandma, we're gonna go out and catch sixty three fish today." And his grandma went, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, hold up! Just just start with one. You guys will be happy if you catch one fish." And we went out for half a day, and when we came back to the dock, he had caught sixty four fish. <laughs> and uh, the grandma couldn't believe it. She. Uh, it was, and seeing, seeing her reaction, like it's just, it's just people's reactions, whether it's a small fish, a big fish, it's memories that they're going to carry with them the rest of their life. And if I get to be a part of that and instill something in them, um, that's perfect. That's exactly what I'm going for. So the, the, the name of our podcast is made for memories and the concept yes. of that is manufacturing Len Thompson lures that in turn turn to memories. So how do you take just almost what you just said there and turn your, your business, how do you take your business and turn it into memories for, for other people? Um, so that is, it starts from the moment uh, we meet up in the morning. Um, I, it's, I make it very clear to people, um, first things first, it's you're out to have fun. Um, you want to make sure you enjoy the day no matter what, whether the fishing is good or not. Um, and just to, you just need to remember to relax. And uh, if you can just sit back and remember a day out on the water, whether you had a guide or not, and you can think back to having a good time with me out there, um, helping you out, teaching you something, and can carry that forward. That's all, uh, that's all that matters. You're definitely a lot about comfort and communication. Yes. Because even from we, uh, so we brought out Wine Men Brewing with us that day, a couple of the guys from there, and they had each hadn't been fishing since they were kids. So they were kind of going into it with a bit of a rookie mentality. And you were so good about, you know, just communicating what they needed to bring um, and making sure that they had everything to make them feel comfortable on the boat itself. So, um, and even accommodating me as the only lady on the boat, he always mm-hmm. knew which docks we could go to. Should I require to use the services there? Yep. So it was just an excellent experience. So thank you. We had great memories. You're very welcome. As well. Happy to have you. Um, I want to shift the conversation a little bit to talk about um, something that I know that you are passionate about as both a person, as a professional in the first responder industry. And I think this ties into angling as well, but mental health. 
Yes. So um, one thing that we hope is that when people choose to pick up a fishing rod and spend a day on the water, that they really have the opportunity to escape. And it's just so good to be outside for your mental health. But I just, I wanted to broach this conversation um, with you about, you know, how do you, how do you use angling or encourage others to use angling to take care of their mental health? Um, that's, uh, I'm glad you bring that up actually. And before I dive into my opinion on that, I wanna give a quick experience um, that I was uh, very lucky to be a part of last year. Uh, through the Dreamcasters Society. Um, they're a society, I believe they're based uh, here in Edmonton. And they take um, active military members, police, fire, EMS, uh, et cetera, out fishing for a day um, that are struggling with PTSD or other life uh, traumas and uh, mental health issues. And I was, uh, as I said, very lucky to go out with them on a trip last year uh with the member and i got to see from the beginning of the day uh, an individual that was closed off you could tell they were struggling to the end of the day very relaxed comfortable enjoying themselves and just able to breathe and have fun and be themselves and it's 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 an absolutely fantastic thing and i do really believe it is important to spend that time outdoors to refresh your senses when needed. And uh, angling over the years has allowed me to do that on multiple occasions. Uh, I really do think it plays a huge role in uh, myself keeping a straight mind and being level-headed while I am at work and at home. Um, and I definitely notice when I don't get to spend that time outdoors or on the water. Um, it doesn't matter if you're out there for an hour or a day, any, any amount of time out there just helps melt those issues and stress away. And whether that's you dealing with them or you just need that time to not think, it's, it's the place to go and do it. I think, you know, one of the things about outdoors that people do not appreciate as much is the unpluggedness of it all you you don't have a tv in front of you you don't have a phone in front of you you don't have a uh a computer in front of you you are in your own mind yes uh, yep. i'm usually cursing the fishing gods but you know there's uh you know there's you, you can you can zen out for sure when you're when you're when you're in the outdoors uh, that was uh, so as mentioned I just did that five-day trip up north with another firefighter and we even discussed that a little bit while we were up there and uh, how important it is to do trips like that where you just you do what you want to do you go relax you put your phone down we even went as far we had our ice fishing sonars out there uh, electronics of sorts we turned them off and we just fished <laughs> sat and talked drop your jig down pick it up put off the bottom and uh, wait for a fish to bite you don't need to know what's there you can you can actually just completely unplug and take everything in around you and it's really important to do that every now and then tell us about dreamcasters a little bit I, i've not i've not heard of them i know that there's 
other organizations. Wounded Warriors is one of them. I, I think that's yep. rather large, I think, throughout the U.S. and uh, a little bit in Canada. But yep. tell us about uh, Dreamcast. Wounded Warriors, Wounded Warriors does do a lot of uh, awesome programs. I've actually attended one of their programs out in Rocky Mountain House uh, in the past, and it was uh, very well run. I greatly appreciate what they do for the services out there as well. Um, Dreamcasters, uh, it's a not-for-profit organization as well. And they, uh, yeah, they take people fishing for a full day. Uh, the services are covered. And I believe you can uh, nominate individuals that uh, per se just need to go out fishing for a day. And uh, I know they work closely with military and police and they requested from me to try and get uh, some fire members out and uh we'll continue to work on that this year cool yeah do you guide for them or do you uh i do not uh there's another another guide here in spruce grove uh get hooked fishing adventures mike maidens he is currently guiding them i believe um i know last year he was um and uh, uh, following his posts and stuff, I seen that he was out with them quite a bit, taking individuals out. And every time it's the, you can see that same experience, right? Uh, he posts a few pictures and at the beginning of the day, you can see an individual maybe not smiling. And by the end of the day, they've got a great big smile on their face. Sure. Uh, I have one more question before we move on. Are you, are you guiding again this summer up at Lac de Mart? I am indeed. I leave uh, June 7th. I will be up there for just over four weeks this time. And uh, I am incredibly looking forward to heading back up there. Uh, the last two years, the lodge has not been open due to the pandemic and uh, all the travel restrictions. So this is the first year in uh, three years there's been clients up there. Uh, so fishing should be absolutely just surreal. And uh, yeah, I just spent the last four days actually on my auto chart PC program, making some maps up for that lake. So I'm really looking forward to being able to take advantage of them and put some clients on some fantastic fish. And when I return home from up there, I'll be guiding the rest of the summer uh, throughout Alberta again as well. So do you fish for yourself in the summer or is it mostly as a, as a, as a fishing for others, I guess? Uh, I do schedule uh, some time to fish for myself, mostly day trips uh, in September. Uh, Haley's birthday falls in September, so we usually try and plan a three to six day trip for her birthday. Uh, she likes getting out fishing and spending time on the boat and out in nature with the dogs. So that's, uh, that's definitely scheduled time away. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Jess, do you have anything else? I do not. I just wanted to thank you for being so open to speaking about the mental health side of it, because I think, uh, like I said, you're, I know that you're super passionate about it and I don't think that it gets talked about enough, especially by members who are in tough careers like you. So thank you. I appreciate you bringing it up. I definitely was not expecting, uh, that question. And I, I, I really appreciate it. I think that it is something that needs to be, talked about a little more and brought up in discussion and people need to know that you can openly and willingly talk about these things and going out fishing with the family, friends, coworkers. It's a great opportunity to be able to do that. I think it is being talked about a little bit more. I really do. I, or maybe I'm just looking for it more with the pandemic and people's mental health being under the, the, 
microscope, I guess, but, uh, you know, even frontline healthcare professionals and, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, that's kind of a, a, a source of PTSD that I don't know in my little world. Anyways, you always hear about firefighters and police and military, but you always kind of, I don't want to say forget, but you don't, it doesn't highlight the, the horrible things that uh, our frontline health workers have to deal with too. So um, I, re- I read an article about that on CBC uh, specifically about, you know, uh, fishing and frontline healthcare professionals. It was, it was neat that it was highlighted. I actually, I believe I, I remember reading that a little while ago. Um, I saw somebody sent me that, I think. Um, but uh, I agree with you that I think it is being talked about a little more and uh, progress is better than uh, being stagnant about it. And there's uh, definitely progress being made. You know, cool. it's interesting too. Um, I mean, it has some roots in our company as well. So Len was a returned veteran and mm-hmm. in one of his handwritten historical accounts of the company, right before they moved to Alberta, <laughs> he wrote that he spent a lot of time fishing and forgetting. Fishing and forgetting, yeah. That's the words that he used because mm-hmm. obviously he had PTSD from that experience as did everybody who fought yep. in the war, but... Uh, World War One was not well. No war is good, but World War One was a. The trenches were a tough place to be. Yeah, that's uh, that's something I don't think a lot of individuals in today's day and world can even fathom having to deal with, and uh, it's definitely uh, it's definitely headed in the right direction. So. Excellent. Well, thank you for your help on highlighting that and getting involved and whatnot. Jessica, are we going to go to the uh, rapid, the f- rapid fire, rapid fire. I always think of um, wild rapids. Anybody who's from central Alberta <laughs> who is like our age, always thought like wild, wild rapids. I always think rapid, rapid fire. Anyways, there was a wild rapids water slide park in Winterburn outside of Edmonton here as well, that I remember going to many times. Anyways, I digress. It's rapid fire time. So Adam, are you familiar with the terms of rapid fire? I believe so. I have 30 seconds, correct? You have 30 seconds to answer the question. Uh, We will time you. We'll put the timer up so that you're able to see when it's about to go boing Um, and have some fun with it. Don't be scared. I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay. I'm going to get my timer out. And Brad, do you want to ask the first rapid fire question? Sure. Can I go back and forth? Sure. We'll do it that way. We're still working things out on this podcast hosting yeah. thing. Yeah. I'm ready. Okay, ready? Question one. You've had a few trophy fishing packages listed on your website, adamsanglingadventures.com. I know you probably won't tell us your destination. Please tell us about the trophy fishing package experience. Go. So uh, I can currently accommodate up to two or three anglers. This includes all your meals uh, and non-alcoholic beverages for uh, up to five nights. Um, There is trophy destinations all around Alberta for walleye, Northern Pike and Lake Trout. Uh, includes uh, either camping uh, in tents. I provide all the gear you need. You are more than welcome to bring your own sleeping bag uh, and stuff. I provide all your fishing gear and cabins can be accommodated at some locations. 
Point deducted. It was about 34 seconds. <laughs> but it's more of a rustic experience is what you're saying. It is. It is. Yes, yes. And they're back, like, are they backcountry type of lakes? Uh, some of them are, yep. Some of them are definitely uh, easily accessible. Some not so much. Um, but uh, there's definitely trophy fishing to be had in a lot of places that people don't, uh, don't consider as well. Uh, very close to urban centers and uh, it's more a matter of how you're fishing and where you're fishing than uh, what you're fishing for. Jessica, question number two. Question number two. This winter, you stepped up your game on the ice and we're not talking about fishing. Tell us about ice bathing. Oh, yes. Um, so a good friend of mine, uh, classmates when I got on the job firefighting, uh, Wes Bauman, he is now known as Ice Weasel Leslie. Uh, he has spent a lot of time with Wim Hof, actually. He's trained directly with him. He's a current world record holder for the longest time in uh, an ice bath. Uh, so I joined him for a day out on Hubble's Lake to go spend a little bit of time doing some ice baths and hot saunas. And it's uh, great for your mental health as well. Uh, definitely shocks your body. And uh, I encourage everyone to at least try a cold shower. Excellent. Nailed it. You just jumped in an ice lake. I did indeed. We cut a, cut a big hole in the lake and jumped in and then you hang out in the water for a couple minutes, uh, climb on out and then go sit in the sauna for a bit, get your core temperature back up, uh, get sweating. And cool. after a few rounds of that, you feel like a new person. Cool. Question number three. What is the strangest thing that has happened to you on a fishing trip? Go. <laughs> Oh, I had a one particular fishing trip last year. I had to take a client to the hospital um, where he ended up, we believe, getting a bug in his eye and was having an allergic reaction. Oh, uh, so yeah, I had to take a client to the hospital and there was a lot of other things that happened on that trip, but I am not going into detail about all them because they are out of control. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, headed back out onto the water. What was your most memorable guest catch? Uh, last summer, I had a client. Uh, we were fishing uh, up towards Lac La Biche. Um, he was out. It was four friends. They were all out together. Uh, they were bugging him because he hadn't caught a fish all day. And I told him, I was like, look, man, you might not be catching anything now, but you're going to catch a big fish. Don't worry. Sure enough, he ended up catching uh, the biggest fish of the trip, 25-pound pike. I can't remember the length, um, but uh, the picture that I have of him says it all. Cool. Question number five. How do you prepare for and explore a new water body? Uh, I usually start by looking at maps online. Uh, Google Earth's a great place to start. Uh, you can generalize shoreline structure, uh, try and find some older badminton maps if they're available. They're usually very inconsistent. Uh, when I head out on the water body, uh, I will take a look around, see if there's any definitive points I'd like to start fishing at. Uh, and yeah, go from there. It's all a learning experience. 
point deducted. That was about 36 seconds. So Brad's well. very particular about rapid fire. He is indeed. But that, but that was good information. So point added. All right, next question. Uh, you designed your own custom lure with us. Tell us about why you chose that design and what you have caught on your Adam Gamble Outdoor Lenny's. All right. Um, so number two, Len Thompson, definitely my favorite size. And uh, I actually have to admit that Haley was the one that came up with that color pattern. And uh, I agreed with her on it being a great choice. Um, so just to decided to slap my logo in the middle of it. And uh, I have a lot of people that are very happy with how that is turned out. Um, I need to order another batch of them right away because people are asking for them. Point, Mr. Gamble. Question seven. Your bestest ever fishing investment. Bestest ever fishing investment. Whew. I have to say in the last couple of years, there's been a few good things and most of them actually involve ice fishing. Uh, the new electric augers are absolutely undeniably the best thing on the market right now. Um, I got a 10 inch strike master lithium. Love it. Can't speak enough about it. And the single hole scoops that you just put her down, pull it out. All the snow comes out at once. That is one of the best things I've ever done. <laughs> Okay. All right. Last question. Which trip are you most excited about? 2022. I'm definitely looking forward to going back up to Lac Lamarck, um, spending a bunch of time up there with all the folks. But uh, again, I really look forward to that uh, fall trip for Haley's birthday. It's been uh, an adventure the last four years we've gone, and I'm sure this year will be no different. Where are you going? Are you allowed to stay? That's uh, an undisclosed location, uh, close to, you know, nowhere. Very cryptic. I'm not allowed to say. Fair enough. I have, can, can, I know that I'm breaking the rules and I usually I'm not the one that break the rules. Usually you lecture me for ruining. I'm intrigued to hear the word. I would like to have a ninth rapid fire question. Oh, okay. Because when we went out, uh, as we talked about earlier with Adam last year, it was a windy day and there was some waves and I was extremely impressed how safe I felt given the waves. Cause as Jess knows, and lots of my friends know, I don't like water that much. Like I'm just kind of generally uncomfortable with it. So when you see the waves and the way you handle the boat, it was very uh relaxing so my last rapid fire question is most memorable slash scary experience in rough water go uh june 30th 2019 lac lamarck lodge i was fishing at the south end of the lake which is about 15 kilometers from the lodge and uh i could see the storm coming and we started going across the lake and we did not make it in time and it was uh it was terrifying there was uh i'm very confident and comfortable running a boat on big water and uh this was more like being on the ocean in a canoe it was uh it was not great 
I, uh, okay. I will not forget that. We didn't go fishing. They, they actually shut down fishing on July 1st, Canada Day, because the wind was so bad still. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I definitely, I won't forget that one. Those clients, uh, I give them credit. They were, uh, they held it together going across the lake, but I could tell that they were definitely uh, a little bit uh, scared. Um, and nobody was in any danger at any point, but it was, it was hairy. It was definitely hairy. All right. Cool. All right. Good job. Well done. Rapid fire. Thank you very much. Last but not least, we have an original joke coming up. Adam wrote his own joke for our podcast. I feel so honored. So Adam, would you like to share your original fishing joke with us today? Uh, I do indeed. It's uh, it's more of a question, and uh, I'll be giving you guys a hint. So uh, I need you guys to guess what my favorite bait for fishing is that is also a body part. Mm-hmm. I do not have a guess for that one. My nose, of course. My nose. Like minnow. Like it's min- like the joke Brad couldn't tell. Yeah. He he did it much better than I did. Minnows. I get wah, it. Wah, wah. Yeah, that's <laughs> funny. I, I think it's funny. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for being on our podcast today, Adam. <laughs> oh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Until next time. Happy fishing. 